All right, my name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and my opinions within autism, which I'm allowed, just as you are, uh, which is important because of the topic of today's video. Um, and I stick the videos up on YouTube just in case you stumble upon them and fancy giving them a watch. There's no pressure because there's no agenda. Again, something interesting to remember for the topic of the video. But before we get into it, uh, just a couple of things I want to quickly mention. Uh, first one is music. So some of you will know I've put music on my channel that I've wrote, played the guitar and sang. All badly, I might add. Um, but one of the songs is called Bones, and it's about being autistic and being on the outside and people not understanding. Um, and the other one was called KL, which is ultimately about an old relationship that you long for, but that person was also the most toxic person in your life because you just were not compatible. But try telling you that. All right. So uh, I put, I did both of those songs. I put them on the internet and they were well received by a few, which is nice. And I'm always going to be appreciative of that because I don't share my personal music usually. But it's, um, it also created a problem, and that was some people wanted more music. And then that in created for me stress. It created anxieties. And every time I picked the guitar up, I wasn't able to just freely write music or just enjoy what I was doing. It was, I've got to write a song because people on the internet want it. Um, and that's obviously not what it's about. Um, so I sent a new song to three people, you know who you are, um, and basically just said, is it good? Do you like it? Um, you know, what should I do with my music? Because I had the choice of either making two videos about one song, and one of them would absolutely tear the song to pieces in relation to why I've chosen each line, uh, why I chose the guitar um, sound, why I chose to sing the way I did, why I've chosen to harmonize with the same voice, or you know, higher pitched or lower pitched, just basically a massive breakdown to explain my process because I didn't put the songs up to say, listen to me. I put the songs up to say, this is what I enjoy. This is my creativity. This is what I get pleasure from. I'm not doing anything hurtful or detrimental to others. So it's important I enjoy this. But unfortunately, by, you know, way of doing that, it then took away the enjoyment because I got fearful of having to sort of churn out more music. So what I've done is I've made the decision that I'm going to keep future music away from YouTube, unless I change my mind down the line. If I write an album's worth, I might do like a, a special video where I'm really buzzing, going, oh my God, I can't believe I've wrote an album's worth of music. Um, so what I've done is I've made a SoundCloud account. Um, I don't know how it works. I'm absolutely rubbish on computers anyway, which you'll know by the state of my uh, thumbnails and quality of video. <laughs> but uh, I made a SoundCloud account, and that is where I'm going to upload music. Whenever I write it, if ever I write it. But um, what would be good is if you are bothered about the music and you do like the music, then by all means, head over to SoundCloud. And I think it's soundcloud.com forward slash adult with autism and you'll find my ugly mug it's right there the two songs from here are there and then the third song i've decided to write which i'm actually quite happy about i'll be honest um it's called passenger and it is about 
the side of you that makes the bad decisions. You know, when you've been lying there at night and you, you go, oh, why did I do that? You know, and you sort of like you're treating the other part of you that makes those decisions like they are someone else, like you do have a passenger, like in a car. Uh, so the song's ultimately about trying to make peace, that that is that person, and then letting that go, you know. Um, but like I say, go over to SoundCloud, have a listen. It's only about two and a half minutes long, but I quite like the tone on it. So, yes, go over there, follow whatever it's called, and I will appreciate that. Thank you very much. Next. Right, the next thing is, and it's another thing where I'm on about myself, but uh, I'm thinking of writing a book. <laughs> and before you run away or wonder, you know, I didn't think you could write. I can. Um, I don't like books. I've said that before. I find it ridiculously difficult to take what everybody else gets out of books when they can see what's going on, when they can feel the environment and the atmosphere and picture what the people look like. I've always envied that. Hmm, I should have mentioned that in the Envy video. Um, so I'm thinking of writing a book. And the reason is I've always enjoyed writing. I write TV scripts, movie scripts. I'm always doing that as a hobby because I like to put my head in other people's minds and see how things would work if I was that person. And they're things I take personal enjoyment from. Not everybody else's hobby, but it's mine. So I was thinking maybe I could write a book. I've got lots and lots of old diaries, old entries, uh, saved files, even from back in the day on floppy disk. <laughs> you know, I just need a floppy disk reader these days. But what I was actually thinking of doing book-wise was this, and I'm only saying it because I want your, uh, your input, is I was, because I've obviously been there and done that up until the age of 34 when I was diagnosed, you know, I've led a life and I've made mistakes, I've had problems, I've had disagreements, I've been in unwinnable situations, I've been in toxic environments. But that's because I didn't know I had autism, whereas now I do know I've got autism. So what I was planning on doing was looking what those issues were, kind of revisiting them as, in a way and going, now was it? because of everything else or was it because of me and if it was because of me was it because of my attitude or was it because of autism because to me attitude and autism are not as closely linked as people like to make out um you know and i really want to dissect it was i the problem was i the issue you know did i exacerbate could i have made things better or was i just unfortunately caught up in a bad situation and i want to do that because these videos are just i'm thinking on the fly i've got no agenda uh, when I do the video, but if I was to write, I would have time to dissect. And I try to do things in a way of what I would like. So I make videos because I do them in a way where it's like we're sat in a room together having a chat. And if it doesn't come across like that, my bad. You know, I'm not great at talking to people, um, but that was was the intention. You know, and to write the book, it would be so I can. Maybe, I don't know, maybe give people clarity from my perspective and it might help them or it might be to so they can spot signs where they might end up in bad situations or where maybe they could take a turn much quicker than I possibly did to stop them having the same hard outcomes that I ended up with. 
you know, and may- maybe it'd help people. I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm asking you, you know, one, should I even bother writing a book because they do take ages? And two, is that a good topic? I don't know what people want. You know, I don't know. You know, I've seen books out there on autism like why yellow is my favorite color. That's not going to help me. That's not pragmatism. And I think the whole point for me is I enjoy the pragmatism side because of that's all I know. And maybe if people are still young, you know, under 20 years old, even under 25 years old, you've still got a lot of growing. You've still got a lot of messing up to do. You've still got a lot of problems to face, things you won't even realize yet. And maybe, just maybe, reading the the vulnerabilities, the problems, the hardships, if that could help, then that's what I want to do. But is it a good idea? Let me know. Is that even a good topic? I don't know. Anyway, nearly nine, ten minutes in, and I haven't even got to the topic that I wanted to talk about. So let's get into it. Gather around the campfire, people. Let's have a chat. And phone is now in hand because what I want to talk about is on the phone. And I don't know how to phrase it, but basically, um, I don't like persuasive language. I don't like cold callers. I don't like people in the street trying to stop you to sign up to something. I don't like people when you go on holiday and there's maybe flamenco guitar players and they just come over to your table while you're eating and sing at your table. Because all of that is designed to encourage you down a path that you were never going down and then you feel forced to do things. And what I've noticed in some of the autism communities out there is if you don't follow their narrative, you're wrong. You're a bad person. Or they don't say that, but they're very passive aggressive and they'll make you feel dumb. They'll make you feel like you're wrong because they have to put their point across and they have to be right. And I know I did a video based on autistic influencers, and this is kind of a follow-on because they're still at it and they're getting worse. And of course, I'm not talking about everyone. And if you get offended by any of this, what I say, chances are you're in that camp because I'm in the other camp and I'm offended by the route people are trying to take, the fact that they're trying to force people down paths that they're not meant to go down and they don't want to go down. So I've got a good example. So I'll get the phone up. I've got a voicemail. Oh, two voicemails and five texts. I'll leave my phone on silent. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this is not picking on the person. This is not flaming the person. This is not to call them out. It certainly isn't for you to go over there and give them any abuse. That's not what I'm about. But this person on Instagram, um, they're only 18, so obviously there's you know an inexperienced uh, life view on there in what, what the adult world's about, which is fine. Um, but they've basically made something that up until yesterday I didn't even know existed. And it's basically about person versus identity first language. Now, when you read that and you don't have a clue what that means, you might as well have a look. So I did, you know, I brought this page up and I thought, right, nine slides. Let's just hope it's not like the other artistic pages where you slide a page and there's like 3,000 words and you go, nope, not reading all that. 
But what I noticed is this person uses a lot of inclusive and persuasive language. And what it ultimately does by the end is it makes you feel like you're against other people with autism when it's absolutely not the case. Because some people have agendas and then there's people like me who don't. So what I'll read some of the slide contents so you get what I'm on about. So this person says, person first language. So PFL, uh, it puts the person before the condition. So you would say a child with autism. Or like my handle is, I'm an adult with autism. Because I am an adult, I think. You know, I am in age anyway. <laughs> So it's person first language. All right, I'm the adult with the autism. That's the handle. It was easy enough. I couldn't be bothered putting the world's biggest amount of thought into it. I did think of calling myself the autistic outsider. Um, and then I kind of wish I did afterwards. But anyway, so, but it, that makes sense for these, this, this topic, actually, because I'm on the outside again. You know, I spend my life trying to fit in with a world I don't belong in with everybody else who's neurotypical. And then when I finally get that respite and can come back to my own kind, <laughs> my other autistic homies, you know, I can have a chat with a few of them. I can swap emails with a few of them when I've got a chance to respond. But these sorts of things, and you'll see what I mean, they put you again on the outside. And it's like, oh, thanks. You know, I don't fit into normal society. And now you're telling me I don't fit into the autism community either. Great. Um, so, person first language, adult with autism, it says that the majority of society use uh, person first language. All right, fair enough. Um, it includes professionals, but very few artistics. So I'm obviously in the few camp. That's all fine so far. It's used by those who don't consider autism to be part of one's identity. Well, false. You know, I am artistic. Autistic is me. It's two sides of the same coin. You can't separate me from the autism. You can't separate the autism from me. It's all one. So telling me that it's used by those who don't consider autism to be part of one's identity, according to who? I'm telling you it does. So it's instantly got me wrong. Alienation. Though intentions may be good, person first language is rooted in ignorance. Oh, thanks very much. So not only, you know, I'm, I'm obviously one of the very few autistics who use this. It's used by those who don't consider it to be part of one's identity, even though I blatantly do. And I, me, with my opinion on this, is deep-rooted in ignorance. Oh, great. I'm, on, I'm only on the second slide, and already I feel great. You know, I feel rubbish now I've read that. Thanks. And then the uh, the slides go on to talk about identity first language basically saying like you know i would be um autistic adult you know if, if it, for my channel or an autistic child that would be putting the condition before what you are as a recognized human being um, and it says the majority of the autistic community prefers this so again i'm not in the preference camp because i actually don't care i don't think there's any difference because like i said to me it is two sides of the same coin you can't separate me from the autism or autism from me two sides same coin
used by those who understand that autism cannot be separated from who we are. I've just said I'm that person, but I don't use this because, like I say, I didn't know until yesterday that this was even an issue for anyone. And it combines the condition with the person. Yeah, normal. All right. And then it tells us why the, you know, the majority of the autistic community prefer identity first language. And it says autism is not an accessory. Who said it was? We're back to that again. Who said it was? We can't, we can't choose when to be autistic. It's not like a handbag. I've never heard autism referred to as a handbag. I've never heard of people separating autism and the human. Because if it's neurological, how can you do that? You don't say to people, are you coming out tonight? Oh, do us a favor, though. Leave your depression on the shelf. You don't do that with anything mental. You can't. So that's the point. That's why it's mental and it lives in a locked brain. Can't. So I don't understand that um, personally. But because they make light of it and they're like, it's not like a handbag. You know, it's like, oh, okay, sorry. You know, and you are already feeling like you're being attacked because you don't have a preference to, you know, person first or whatever, identity first. Um, and then it makes a couple of points um, about autism through the slides. But then the last slide is the one that really made me feel rubbish. You know, and the thing is, I'm ridiculously thick skinned. And what I mean by feel rubbish, I don't mean this sort of stuff affects me for the day. I mean, it makes me feel rubbish for other people. It makes me feel rubbish for the people who rely on social media, the people who reach out for social media, who have no one to actually connect with, and this is their only outlet. And then when you hear what's being said and you're put in the wrong camps and you don't feel like you're part of this autism community, you start putting yourself in square pegs for round holes. You start trying to be someone you're not to fit in, which is what we have to do anyway in a neurotypical world. So I don't like it. So the last slide basically says, remember that it is always up to the individual to decide on how they want to identify. Absolutely. So you look at, you know, people who identify outside of the, you know, man, woman genders or male, female. I don't know what, what it's about, but, you know, I, I don't understand it. I've even done a video to explain how I don't understand it. But, you know, these so whatever, however you want to identify, it's all good. You know, the autism community accepts absolutely everybody, no matter who you are, where you're from, your age, your beliefs, whatever. That's why instead of it being a puzzle piece, what I absolutely understand and can identify with, it's now an infinity symbol. That's the rainbow colors of pride, which I don't get, you know, and I have had it explained to me. I do understand. But personally, if I have a sexuality issue because I don't know which side my bread's buttered. I don't know how I identify. I'm a binary, non-binary, or one of the many, many, many genders. You might have autism as well, but people are making too much of a fusion between the two. And I like to keep everything separate because I like to keep things simple. I like to focus on root causes of one thing and then work forward to see how we can fix, how we can repair, how we can make things better, how we can improve. And when you start amalgamating things, it just becomes a mush. And when you try and focus solely on one thing, the other thing will manifest and get worse. And it's, it becomes spinning plates. So that's why I like to separate them. So when it came to the puzzle piece symbol just being out of place, I was like, I get that. 
And then obviously a lot of people in the autism community didn't like the company it was associated with because they had agendas. So let's get back to this. So it's all right, remember, from an autism community who are very, very welcoming and accepting that you can have your own thought process and do what you want. So always ask autistic people how they prefer to describe themselves. No, I am sorry I am not doing that. If you have, I don't have an issue. Like I say, whether it's person first or identity first, it didn't exist for me until yesterday. I don't care, clearly. So it's not up to me to say to someone, oh, just so you know, I don't care whether you use person first or identity first. Because what they'll do is go, what's that then? And then I've got to give a full rundown of it. And then by the end of it, because I don't care, it was a waste of conversation. But if it bothers you, then you have the responsibility to raise it first because autism is a hidden disability in some cases. You don't know I've got it, you know, 99% of the time. I feel it 100% of the time, but people don't know until I raise it, you know? So you can't then go, hiya, Paul, no idea if you've got autism or not, but if you do, do you prefer person first or identity first? Because that's not, now, that's not how humans operate. I have to let you know if I have a problem with something. Just like if you're inviting me for dinner and you're like, oh, I'll make a lovely roast, lovely roast dinner. It'd be up to me to say to you, don't put parsnips on the plate. I don't like parsnips. Because you could bring the parsnips because I don't say anything and then I don't eat them. And you look at me and go, what's wrong with them? You know, and then you feel like you've got to defend yourself. And that's how arguments happen. And yes, I compared autism to a roast dinner. Though the majority of us do prefer identity first, some people still use person first, and that should be respected. Absolutely agree with you. Because remember, it's up to the individual how they want to identify. That's what you've said. Not a problem. But as an ally, if you would like to support the actually autistic community, then use identity first language. So that's where it just explodes and goes all wrong and haywire and pear-shaped. So you're telling me it's all right, I can identify with what I want to identify as. But remember, going back to the second slide, it's rooted in ignorance. Few autistic people use it. But you can still use it if you want. But just know if you do, the community, autistic community, uses identity first. So what they're trying to do is use all that persuasive language and then with that final little bit is say, you do what you want. You choose to identify how you want to identify, but if you're going to talk to us, if you're going to be part of our gang, if you're going to be part of our community, you've got to use identity first language or you're not an ally. Because again, as an ally, if you would like to support the actually autistic community, then use identity first. So I am not an ally of the autistic community. Maybe it's just this actually autistic community. I don't know, but it's a big community. If you actually type actually autistic in, uh, into Instagram, it's huge. But I don't connect with the world. That's not a new thing. And when I read things like that, I am also not welcome as part of this autism community because I don't see the problem. I don't see the point. I th you find that a lot of 
the actually autistic community will use the word ableist, ableism, gaslighting. There's strong focuses on power words that they like to use to point out where, like I said, autism can be for some people a hidden disability. You know, if I went to use a disabled toilet, for example, you know, I could be coming out and someone could be in a wheelchair and go, you shouldn't use that toilet, which has happened, you know, and it's like, well, I can, you've got no idea. You know, so it's hidden. So when you have people who have hidden disabilities, you can't expect other people to do right around them or for them until it's made known. And then when it's made known, it's up to that individual to show you their true colours of how they feel about things. They'll either be accommodating, they either won't care, and I'm fine with people not caring, so long as they don't expect more out of me than I can do. But under this umbrella, under these sorts of things, I fear for people who, like I said a minute ago, they need the internet, they need the communities, they need to fit in, because you're sick of feeling like such an outcast all the flipping time. I know that feeling. I can be in a room with a thousand people and still feel on my own. You know, it just doesn't help. So for those people, when you use these terms, like personally, as someone with autism, I'm being told that I'm essentially not correct, even though we should appreciate what everybody wants to identify with. But really, I'm wrong because I'm not with the majority of autistics. I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority where it's rooted in ignorance. And because I won't even bother with this person first identity first, unless someone made it known first, I'm not an ally. So what you're telling me is I'm an autistic person who's on the outside of autistic communities because I'm ultimately not welcome for not doing what I'm told to do. Free speech, free thought, what's wrong with that? And it's your opinion because you've made something up which is now stuck. A lot of people have gone, yes, and put the fire symbol next to it. No. Let me tell you what it does. Let me tell you what it does. Do you ever remember the stories of old? Okay, and by the stories of old, I mean many moons ago, and there's still films about it, but there would always be an outcast of the family, always be some sort of outcast. And the outcast might have some sort of disability, mental impairment, might not be as smart, might not be as good looking, whatever it was. And then the house would hold an event. And then, you know, the town would come to this event and the simple person was locked away. They were locked upstairs, locked in a basement, thrown outside in the coal shed, you know, because they didn't want them to bring shame on the family, you know. You look at today and you look at these sorts of messages with suggestive messages in there, suggestive texts, telling you you're all right to have your own thought process, but if you don't use what we want, you're not actually an ally, you're not part of us, you're not in this community. How is that any different? You know, they now are the family. They now are the people who have, you know, created what they have wanted to create in their image. And if you don't match that image, if you just tail off ever so slightly, then you're not welcome. And you know this, you know this, because every time I I will comment on one of these things and just go, there's a lot of suggestive, you know, language in there. 
that might make people feel a little bit awkward if they are autistic and don't follow your rhetoric. They come back and flame you, and then everybody else jumps on as well. So you get bullied in autism by autistics because you won't follow suit. So these people now are creating that atmosphere where they are shunning and bullying people with autism because we don't fit their narrative. But we already don't fit a narrative. We don't fit the real world narrative where everyone's neurotypical, but a lot of us don't expect the neurotypical world to bend over backwards for us either. We, have, we make the effort because there's a lot more of them than there is of us. And by being an ally to everyone, it gives people the opportunity to be angry at us or happy with us or in between. But either way, there'll, be always, there'll always be something to pin that on. Forcing people down roots, that would have made me feel horrible. That would make me feel more alone, more isolated. Because then I'd be wondering, well, what's wrong with me? I'm autistic and I'm obviously not the right kind of autistic because I don't fit in. And that's my personal thought. You know, because that's how it would make me feel if I cared enough. But I do this video because there are people who care too much. And it's for them I'm doing it for. So what I will say is if you're on any of these sites and you read something you don't agree with, just bring yourself away. Keep searching. There will be someone somewhere. And for everyone else, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling.